and it's been weighing on me so heavy like the past few years because I just want to like I want to do it and for me it was I really wanted to be the first <laughs> and I was just terrified that someone else was going to like get it done first. Koto, that was Michael Stewart. I'm Matt Raymond. And I'm Eugene Bingham. And this is Dirt Church Radio. Interesting conversations with interesting runners. I'm here for a second consecutive week to rave about the Scott pursuit. Oh my gosh. You think Scott's good for trail shoes? Lots of other stuff they make too, like poles and mountain bikes and jackets. stuff like that. But jackets, pants, rain pants. All of those you can get, not the mountain bikes, but you can get jackets, pants, poles at scottrunning.nz. But you can also get the Scott Pursuit if you want a moderately cushioned road shoe that's going to get you through all sorts of business. Chipseal 10 roads out where I live, no, none of the city roads, just all country roads. Uh, Scott Pursuit, utterly perfect. The nice uppers. Anything. Yeah, the uppers are fantastic. I always kind of like that sort of a tiger stripe pattern. Yeah, I feel like you're the bass player in Poison while you're wearing them, but that's an old, that's a reference and a half. That's a throwback. Yeah, scottrunning.nz for all your running needs, both on and off-road. Beautiful. I tell you what, I can throw it forward because we've got a new code for Wild Things. New code day. New code day. Um, So, we have been using DCR 2021. Don't use that anymore. Guess what the new one is? DCR rules. Ah, oh, we should have got that one. Damn it. With a Z. D- yeah. yeah. DCR 2022. DCR, DCR 2022. Get in there. You get 15 months for the price of 12. For all Wild the VIP Things access. VIP membership. Yeah. All you get the what, discount yep. in the store. Yep. Trail directory, challenges. Yep. Community. Yep. Rob Bathgate on tap. Yep. It's just it's joy. Just, Do it. Yeah. DCR 2022. Get amongst it. Wildthings.club. Further faster are struggling, as everyone else is struggling. Well, they're not struggling, but I was speaking to Jules the other day, and she was like, the goal for the next little while is just keep the store open, keep it going. If you're in Christchurch, and you can do it, get down to the store, go in, have a chat, buy some stuff. Support your local. Support your local, the best independently owned outdoor store in the known universe, or go to furtherfaster.co.nz. Well, that's the thing, because even if you're not in Otatahi Christchurch, your local is online. Support yeah. the best little independent anything in Aotearoa. Best little ind- absolutely. Here's a mm. jingle. All right. They go something like further, faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go to further, faster now. Go further, faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go to further, faster now. Churchurch Radio. Episode 184. We made it. And happy birthday for last week. You made it through another year. I did. I'm exactly middle aged now. Yeah. Just, and it feels fantastic. Perfect I've got to tell you, placed. there's a there's a modality of therapy. It's called ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. Mm. And there's a specific question that you ask people, and it's called the Miracle Question. And the Miracle Question goes alongside goes like, if you woke up one morning, and a miracle happened overnight, and you didn't know that the miracle had happened. 
how would it manifest itself to you throughout the day? And you could say, oh, a million bucks, or I'd be six foot eight, or, or whatever it was. But you kind of delve into it with the person. So what, what would your day look like if a miracle had happened and you were basically having the best day ever? And what would that look like? How would that manifest itself to you? Mm. And I have to say, for me, it was all the the level of subterfuge that you employed, all my friends jumping, literally jumping out of the bush at me on Saturday morning, um, uh, uh, then having a beautiful run, if not a bit pacey, then a surprise barbecue, breakfast when I got home, and, and then my best friends turning up again, um, and and just a succession of people reaching out and just being super cool. Mm. I just feel well connected and very loved so yeah yeah well good that was the idea but the idea was rebecca's and she was the mastermind um behind all this uh which made me very stressed with the timing uh you know like that run could not go one minute over uh so i was yeah i was but but we executed it we got it done yeah you did you, you were happy it. we were yeah. we were all happy we got a good run in like you say a bit pacey yeah. but you know we had a time to meet um and then we had breakfast. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And and, and, fun and the thing that queer. yeah, thank you. And the thing that the thing that really got me was the utter acceptance of me at the end when you're like, I've got to go chores, and I was like, cool. You know, like <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> for those who don't know, chores for Eugene could mean like vacuuming, or it could mean realigning the house. You know, shingling the roof. Anything is chores. Uh, and I understood you were on a deadline. I didn't know it was to come to my house and, you know. <laughs> well, it was first of all to get you grill, home. And then, that's right. yeah. Yes. So anyway, it was fun. And it was a good run. <clears throat> yeah, amazing run. Yeah, it was a good Just run. what it a was, fantastic. Yeah, nice bit of trail, time. nice bit of grav. Um, did have a sprint, um, which ended badly when my phone bounced out of my T8s, smashed on the ground. But never mind. That'll teach me for trying to go fast. Well, you yeah, you're putting everyone to the sword, but uh, no, I wasn't. I, I think you're in there. But anyway, that was good fun. Um, but look, last week that conversation with Kerry and Ellie, um, for many of you, it was a hard listen. But we also got plenty of people contacting us saying it was good to hear from from Kerry Suter and Ellie Pottinger, you know, and they really brought some straight talk um, and some emotion, and of course, because it's Kerry and Ellie, humour. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, isn't it? You could say, oh, you, you know, you're trying to paper over the, the sadness or whatever, but you're actually opening yourself up to the whole of experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. you know, for me, for me, the quote of the day was, what was it? I've got less, I've got the same amount of movement as Stephen Hawking's, but I know less about the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my God. Oh. Uh, he's, so, he, so Kerry has moved to the Ōtara um, spinal unit. Um, yeah. You know, so he's moving along and is and is uh, he's now into the rehab phase, really, um, which will have its own challenges and stuff. But you know, it's so great to see so many people there for him, and long may it continue. Um, mm. This week we have another inspiring conversation with Michael Stewart. You know, um, Michael's an amazing runner, sort of very quiet, determined guy who has just achieved something phenomenal. What I mean, go through it, like just. Take us through it. Three times traversing the Tararua Range, um, the SK Triple, an 87-hour mission. Um, and he, he had running alongside him some of the true legends of the sport. Um, you know, 
Michael's feet was captured uh, in a remarkable story by my staff colleague, Mike White, um, who, we, you know, many of you will have seen it at um, Relapse and so on. He loves this uh, trail and ultra running. And it contained the best explanation that I've seen of what the SK is. Um, so thank you, Mike, because we've always struggled, haven't we, Matt? Yeah, but- so he says to, to get to the northern end of the Tararua range known as Shawman, to the southern end at Kaitoki is roughly an 80-kilometer trip, uh, and it's revered by trampers, and it's known as an SK. And there are three routes along the main mountain range, along the valleys, and a mixture of the two known as the Tarn. And so what Michael's gone and done is he's gone and done all three continuously. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's hard to understate the difficulty of the... The terrain, or overstate the difficulty yeah, of the terrain yeah. more accurately. So, mm. and just even so you know, managing being on your feet for that long, staying awake for that long, or managing your sleep, managing your food, um, you know, remarkable. So we're really looking forward to bringing you that conversation um, very, very shortly. But first, let's do this. There was only one show in town last week. Figuratively and literally, uh, the Barclay Marathons in Tennessee. It's that time of year again. Uh, the race that eats its young, Lazarus Lake, special torture of some of the best athletes in the world. And this year, again, no finisher. Um, but there were some mm. great stories, including the fact that there were two Kiwi athletes there, uh, one of them who was there at the pointy end. And we had the first female fun run finisher in a number of years. And there was an incident involving a dustbin and a local sheriff. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, to complete Barclay, uh, there, and there have been no more than, what is it, 15, I think? I think so. More people Less have people gone to the have, moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to finish five tough, tough loops. That doesn't begin to describe it. Um, and 60 hours with cutoffs for each loop. And you've got to collect pages from books along the way. There's no GPS. Uh, Les hands out Casio watches at the start to keep track of time. But, you know, there were some great runners there this year. Maggie Gutel, Courtney Dewalter, Harvey Lewis, John Kelly. The list goes on and on and on. So like we said, there were two Kiwis there. Uh, the one and only Katie Wright, um on the back of her remarkable bigs backyard performances, uh, she went one lap uh, before succumbing to the course on her second. The other was uh, Greg Hamilton, and Greg's from Christchurch. He's a software developer, a world champion Rogaine runner. Um, he did a fun run in the last uh, time it was run, which was a couple of years ago because COVID, you know, mm. had a say in <laughs> say in everything over the last couple of years, and that's three laps. Um, inside 40 hours but he went out again with Carl Sabe the Belgian ultra dentist and they got after it on their fourth lap and it was those two again wasn't it yeah but yeah I mean all sorts of stuff happened yeah so you know they were they went out they completed the uh, fun run inside the 36 hours which meant they could carry on they went out on their fourth loop but some somewhere along the way um Carl got disorientated and and wandered off course and was seen in the local town asking a, a trash can, a rubbish bin for directions, which, you know, wasn't going to end well. And somebody rang the local sheriff on him and the local sheriff was probably like, yeah, I know this lot. Yeah, I'll sort this out. Um, 
I've seen him say too that he was trying to attract attention from cars and he was trying to wave people down. It was three in the morning and no one would stop. So he thought that shining the torch in his face to show them that his (laughs) face was kind (laughs) would work. But somehow it didn't, (laughs) which is, as somebody said, at three o'clock that probably sounded like a very good idea, but... It's not a good Absolutely. idea. Yeah, and remembering where you are in Tennessee, you're, yeah. you're in the middle of the yeah. yep. the wilderness in Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So Greg carried on <sighs> and completed the fourth leap, but he was outside the cutoff, and so he had to face the bugle as well. And of course, we asked them to come on the did. show. Yeah, and I mean, Eugene, you owe me ten bucks. But um, he came back to us saying, "And I love this. I yeah. freaking love this because we have asked him before to come on the show." Yeah, and he says. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for the generous offer. I'm not sure I'd much to say, as all I did was go round in circles, slower and slower. By the time I got back, most of the runners had left, and camp was almost empty. A couple of hours after I finished, there was practically no one left, so it was very peaceful. That, combined with the fact that I spent the last 35 hours of the race by myself, makes for quite an unexciting discussion. So I don't think that I have anything interesting to report. Now, we'll pull, we'll, I'll call bullpucky on that one, but... <laughs> And then he goes on to say this, one thing that doesn't get much coverage in social media and podcasts is that it appears to be all about the racer. However, there's often a poor overlooked partner at home looking after the kids, the house and working. It can sometimes feel unfair that the person's off having fun, gets all the attention and the person at home is the one who has the hardest job. Anyway, there's a different perspective and possible podcast idea for you. Thanks, Greg. Um... Yeah, I've never been broken up with. In a kinder or gentler manner. Yeah, that's right. It's the second one that we've had from him <laughs> like that. Uh, and it's true, of course, and we all recognise that, that as as trail and ultra runners, even if we're not going off doing Barclay for the second time, um, you know, people keep the home fires burning and, and keep us being able to do what we love. So thank you to everyone. But, yeah, he also dropped Katie in it and said, no, no, you need to talk to Katie. She'll know more about it because she was yeah. there. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Anyway, um, look, congratulations again. But, you know, in lots of ways, the big run this year was from from Jasmine Paris, you know, the remarkable, remarkable British British runner. Um, no woman has completed Barclay, um, and it's been a decade since a woman did a fun run. Um, this was Jasmine's first attempt, and she got the job done in 39 hours and 49 minutes, so she had 11 minutes to spare. Um, she really is incredible. Oh, I mean, her spine race. Yeah. <laughs> Breastfeeding, and yeah. then on the Monday went to complete a PhD. You know, because what else are you doing with your life? Absolutely, just, yeah, just amazing. And, yeah. and you know, we saw it in, in the 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 social media as well, didn't we? On the first lap, it was kind of nice, and everyone was like, "Wow, this is a bit unusual." And then it got like freezing rain and sleet, mm. and they're like, "Oh, it couldn't get any worse." And then after it finished, it was snowing. So. Yeah, it was like thick snow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and the course one again. So yeah. that's five years since there's been a finisher. Wow. Anyway, all right. Greatest, Greatest run, run ever. ever. Greatest run ever. Greatest run ever, which is the part of the show where you we ask you to come on and tell us your greatest run ever. It doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit. It might just be a run around the block, something that's sung to you for some reason. Send it in to us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. And this is from Maddie Henderson. 
The story of my greatest run ever begins in early 2021, following my greatest 10-kilometer run ever at the 2020 Queenstown Marathon event. My sister Sarah, who'd smashed the full marathon, and I entered the 2021 Queenstown half. It was a bucket list item to complete a second and final half marathon after having my two daughters, aged two and four. Training commenced, and I realized that whilst I love trail running, I didn't think distances longer than 15 kilometers were for me, but I was signed up and love a challenge. I love the training runs, but dislike the pressure to do longer weekend runs with the uncertainty brought about by the pandemic. As COVID alert levels escalated, it became apparent that the Queenstown event may not go ahead, and she's put in brackets, few. And I think lots of people mm. really can sit with that emotion. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. I asked Sarah, off the back of having walked our first ever great walk, which was the Heafy in December 2020, if she might be keen to run the route burn in the, if the half was canned. At this point, despite the increased vert and longer distance, I was super keen to give this challenge a go to test my limits, but not feeling pressured by the race clock. When Queenstown was postponed, we decided to go for it. The day prior to the run, we were en route to Tiano and the wonderful Mike from Trackhopper, who was relocating my car from the Divide to the Glenorchy end, phoned to say that the route burn was closed due to snow up by Lake Harris. We were suddenly gutted that our plan B might not go ahead. We decided plan C would be to run to Mackenzie Hut and back out again, but my thoughts were also that if we were on to plan C, perhaps then a southern run was not meant to be, and we'd better go with plan D, just park up in Queenstown and eat and drink to our heart's content. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good plan D. On the Saturday morning, however, we got the call that the track had reopened and we were good to go. I was nervous but excited, nervous as to whether I could even do it given my longest run and the lead up was only 18 kilometres. Again, this word only, Mm. stop that, but excited for an adventure that we had all day to do. We set out in the pouring rain from the Divide car park and I was absolutely puffed within minutes and the doubt crept in as I thought how big this run was for me. But soon the green bush and the fresh air relaxed my mind. At Lake Howden, I stopped to take photos, but Sarah quickly let me know that we would run out of daylight if I took photos all day. So off we jogged. At Eland Falls, I knew that there was no way the Queenstown half could have compared to this. We were blown away by the beauty of Fjordland. We stopped for lunch at Lake Mackenzie Hut, then mostly walked the climb up from the lake and reveled in the spectacular views on offer. At Ocean View Corner, we met a friendly Kia and a strong wind as we literally clung to the side of the mountains, overlooking the sun. Stun- Hollywood Valley. I was keen to keep moving. The wind was awful, and the hotel bed seemed awfully far away. But it was all worth it when we got to the Harris Saddle and sidled along the bluffs above Lake Harris in the snow. It's hard to say what slowed us down more, the conditions or the moody views of the snowy Alps. But we were at the top, and she was going to be all downhill from here. We got into a good rhythm until the route burn falls, where another photo opportunity got the better of us, hmm. and we took five to check out the hut. As we descended back to the bush for a solid finish, my relief at surviving the alpine section and its recent snowfall turned to appreciation for the breathtaking views of the Humboldt Mountains. This was followed swiftly by complete exhaustion and a conversation that went very badly when Sarah told me that the route boom was 33 kilometres, according to Doc, not the 32 that I was sure that the website had said, and here I was fading at 28 kilometres. Things deteriorated further when my watch beeped for 34 kilometres and the sign said it was 30 minutes to route bin shelter car park. <laughs> now it was a mind game. I did my best to soak in the last of the bush and the beautiful track alongside the raging root burn, but I was done. Suddenly, so was the run. It was absolutely fantastic, and I was quite overcome with emotion at having completed my longest, highest, greatest run ever. Pizza and Coke delivered to our hotel room was the perfect ending to an incredible day, and I imagine that I'll forever marvel at the memory of it. Wow, Maddie. 
What some adventure that is. How That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's certainly not the first root burn greatest run we've had. No. Um, but so many people yeah. put that as their greatest run ever. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Wow, that was just beautiful. Thanks, Thanks for Coke. Um, and the, you know, the fact that it was a plan, what was that, a plan D or plan, uh, that, it was plan C, It was a plan C, C. C. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Fantastic. it was plan B oh, actually. It so was, they went, it was, yeah. Plan A cancelled, yep. plan B postponed, then on to plan C and D. Mm, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The rest of you, send them in. Okay, let's just crack into this one. Michael Stewart recovering from his triple SK three times doing the SK route, the three different routes over the Tararua range. Uh, you will enjoy this conversation. You'll learn a lot, actually, from Michael and his methodical approach. Michael Stewart. Radio. All right, from the... Camper van north of Auckland, we're joined by Michael Stewart. Kia ora, Michael. Welcome to Dirt Church Radio. How are you doing? Very good, thank you. Um, enjoying recovery time. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, recovery time from such a mission. I mean, for those people who aren't familiar um, with the Tararua Rangers or the SK in particular, do you want to sort of run through, go ahead and tell us what you did? Yeah, so there's the three um, SK routes in the Tarara Ranges, one being the main range, which runs along all the tops from from the north to the south of the ranges. And then there's a tarn, which is like half on the tops and then drops down to the valleys. And then the valleys, which is, um, yeah, basically stays down low, but still has a lot of vert in it um, and a lot of gnarly trails. It's all, a lot of it's, especially on the main range, is, is untracked. So it's, it's just nice and um, very easy to follow when you get clear weather, but if it's claggy, um, not so. Um, yeah, and so I wanted to, I'd done the main range a few years ago and ever since that, like I always thought like, oh, imagine linking up all three of these. <laughs> so um, it's it's been it's been a long time in the planning and like I had like one failed attempt at it um, and then, yeah, like this this year, it finally came together, and so yeah, it was what like two hundred and forty k's of of mountain goodness. <laughs> that's a that's a double handful. I mean, it it, it sounds it, it just seems such a resolutely hard undertaking. Um, I run we run with a gentleman named Tom Hunt, who's a very very talented yeah. runner, and he I remember being out on a run with him one morning and I'm a very mediocre runner. He was telling me how he'd attempted an SK and that he'd end up like throwing up all over himself and was sort of had to be bundled into a hut and then like taken <laughs> down off, you know, he had to, they had to egress, he had to egress off the mountains because it was too difficult yeah, for the, him. Yeah, the Tower of Mountains are, are definitely brutal. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, my God, if he's struggling with it, like what hope do any of the rest of us have? What, what makes it so tough? It's, it's it's just a combination of so much. Um, it's it's very technical terrain. It, it never gives up. Um, the weather, it, yeah, you can't rely on the weather in there. Um, the wind, the rain. Um, and then if it's sunny, it's, oh, my God, it's just so hot. <laughs> you know, like you, you just can't win. Right. So it's either sort of freezing cold pea soup or it's boiling hot and unrelenting. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much it. Unless you're extremely lucky and get the one in a billion. 
So you, I mean, I just love too the history of it as well. And um, Mike White in his in his piece that he wrote about you included um, yeah. catching up with Graham Dingle, Sir, Gra- Sir Graham yeah, Dingle. Sorry, yeah. what a legend! First person to do NSK in less than twenty four hours, and I just love that quote. I ate three raw eggs, a can of spaghetti, and started <laughs> yeah. running. Like, <laughs> and it's what is um, canvas tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about tough. Yeah, very tough. Yeah, a breed apart back then. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, here you are sort of travelling in in footsteps like that. So, I mean, I I love that sort of history of it as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'll it'll just keep growing. Well, yeah, I hope it just keeps growing. Yeah, yeah. Just keep pushing that envelope. Yeah. When did you you first hear of it? What was your... Or even taking a step back, what, what was your sort of entry into this type of running or this type of adventure? Um, I will, I, so so my entry into this type of running, I, I basically, I, I, like I started running because I found out when I was like probably mid-20s, found out my older sister was going to run a half marathon. And like I didn't run back then. And I was like, no, no way. <laughs> like is she running a half marathon and I haven't done that. So yeah, like signed up and ran a half marathon and then met a couple of guys doing that. And um, one of them like ran full marathons and I was just like, what? Like, that's mad. <laughs> um, and then went away and thought about it and yeah, like sign up for the next, next full marathon, which is the Buller. And then it just grew from there. Um, and yeah, once once I got off road, like that was it. I was hooked. <laughs> Absolutely hooked. But yeah, the Tower is. I'm pretty sure, like, I was just looking at, like, Doc Topo maps, like, just seeing routes that you could do. And then I saw saw some routes on the Tower Ruiz, so I Googled up the Tower Ruiz, and then I found um, Chris Martini's um, website he's got for the SKs. And so, yeah, it just went from there. Got in, con- um, got, uh, got in contact with um, Tim, and, yeah. <laughs> and when was, when was and, the first time you ran it? Um, would have been probably like three or four years ago. Yeah. yeah. And so where did the idea come for the, for linking them all together and doing all three? Well, I did. So I did the main range and I just remember, because I'd done like plenty of miles in that before then. And it was like, like before I did it, like I was a bit naive and I was just like, Oh, so like it's an 80k run and you've got to go sub 24. Like, piece of piss. Like, <laughs> man, I'll like be saying, wrong if I don't go sub 18, sub 17. Like, I reckon I'm probably doing 16 hours. Man, I got just done at 24 hours <laughs> and I just finished it. And I was just, I just remember feeling myself like, ah, that was like harder than pretty much any miler I've done. And it's only 80k. Like, I want to do it there and back. <laughs> yeah. So like the next yeah so the next year I went and did the main range double, um, and yeah like I'd already started thinking about linking them but then after doing that it's like oh yeah, I've got to, I've got to link all three of these up yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah it, it, even at that point I was a bit naive as to how hard it was going to be yeah so I mean you're not so what how many hundred mile or ultra marathon trail runs had you done? to this point where you did your first SK? Uh, maybe like, maybe 10. 
maybe wow I'm not sure I'm, I'm like i'm not sure don't quote me on that um <laughs> yeah like i've done a like i've done a few at naseby and i've done crazy crazy cows yeah yeah and northburn um hamner the st james yeah yeah done a few and i've done a few of them a few times so how do you, I so mean, you just talking about that? How, how do you compare? I mean, FKTs since, especially since lockdown, have really taken off, and and you know people are going after them. And I kind of wonder what's the difference in your mind between something like that, an endeavour like an FKT, and and lining up in a in a race. They almost seem like different sports. Yeah, I. I I do love races, especially like the grassroots root root events. But I don't know there's, there's something special about getting out a map and and just just like finding something that you can do. Um, and yeah, if it's something that's already set up, like like the Tower River FKTs, then oh yeah, it's, it's, it's just the challenge of it. And 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 you can pick your time, and it's yeah, it's it's, it's a it's just like a like a freeing thing. You can you do it when you want. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's completely yeah as you said it's completely different it's a completely different thing. How much lead in did this take? I mean, what was the sort of the window from soup to nuts, as it were, like having the idea, planning, training, and then the execution. It would have it would have been at least three years from from conception to to completion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I. I'd thought about it before I did the double main range and then I did that and I was like, oh, like, this is going to be harder than I thought. And then, then last, yeah, last February, I, I was like, right, I've, I've, I've just got to have a crack at it. Like I weren't ready for it, but I've just got to have a crack at it. And, um, like I didn't pick a good window. The weather wasn't right. Um, I got the main range done. And that was it. Um, so I was a bit gutted on that, but it was never going to be, um, a success like that time around, like looking back. And then then that same year I did a Tarn Valleys double. Um and like once again, like I I assumed that because the valleys was the easier of the of the SKs that it like do the tarn and then the valleys will be a cinch. <laughs> Wrong again. <laughs> like got my ass absolutely handed to me there. Um got turned around, got lost, like sleep deprivation always comes into play. And, um, yeah, so came out of that, like, oh, like, I thought it was going to be hard after the double main range. Now, after this double, like, it's going to be even, like, I realised how hard it was going to be. I was like, I can't, because up to that stage, I was kind of like, if I can get help on it, that'd be cool. But if not, I'll just do it by myself, which was what my previous attempt was going to be. It was just going to be me by myself getting the triple done. But after the second double, I was like, nah, like, like this has to be a team effort. Um, yeah. And so that's what it kind of became. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what a team! <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, I, a, what I, was, a, I, was, I was very blessed. I was very, very fortunate. And I mean, how did I guess you just you reaching out to people and going, "Hey, what are you doing this weekend? I've got this in mind." Um, well, everyone knew about it, um, and so like Ali, I knew from from backyard, um, and I get along with her quite well, and she's definitely got her. Um, she knows the valleys <laughs> and she's very good at that kind of thing. Kyle, Kyle I've met a few times and well, they like round the SKs and that. And Jean, well, I know Jean through, you know, like all the 
all the events that we do. Um, so yeah, like people just like just reached out. I was like, yeah, no, I'm 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 king. Like I'll do this. I'll do this. Um, and then there was like lots of other people. Like like there was a guy Sam who like he went into at Holdsworth at the top of um, the Totra Flats track. Like on the tarn coming up there like that was probably one of my lowest points like i was like just just death marching up there like real slow Carl was like come on we've got to go a bit faster man and i was like oh, like all right all right all right <laughs> and then get to the top of there and here's this like bag that's got like chocolate and chips and a coke and a red bull and there's like a container of like cut up watermelon on the seat it was just like oh what what an absolute treat <laughs> So like, it was a real pick me up. Yeah, and I understand. And I understand the instructions were leave it here, like leave the leave the container here. I'll yeah, run yeah, back yeah. in and get it. Like, don't you yeah, worry yeah. about it. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was, it was just brilliant. Yeah, it's so amazing. Much. It's amazing what people will do in support of someone else. I mean, you know, not that there's, you know, just, you know, you're you're the one getting the glory, and and yet other people, um, not that you're like that, but you know what I mean. But other people yeah, will put themselves cool. out to, to do that sort of stuff. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great yeah, community. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. Like I said, I was, I was very blessed and <laughs> so humbled. It was just so nice. And like, it, it couldn't have happened without all of that. Yeah. Like, without Jean and Kyle and Ali and Marie, like, it, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. have happened. And Lucy. Yeah. Like, so it's like she, like, but, but like before we got together, like like she'd never been part of the running community at all. Um, like had never been around ultras or anything like that. She was like, oh, I want to help. I want to help. And so she was like support and like gave rides, um, like gave Kyle a ride back from the tarn and Ali a ride to the start and was just, just on point every, like every moment. Just, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, like I'd get to the end of the trail for the turnaround and just everything would be laid out ready like all the food, all the stuff that I needed to take care of myself. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Wow. It's just amazing. How, what went, what went into, what was your thinking going into the sequence of how you did it? So which route did you pick first? Oh, so like, yeah, it was just, it was just simple, like pretty much like in terms of difficulty, it's, it's main range Tarn Valleys. Right. Um, so, and also like with the valleys, I was thinking, well, my legs are going to be absolutely toast by then. It's the one time you got to get in the river, so it makes sense to have that at the end. Mm. Like, and did no it work? Way I want to be finishing off with the main. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, and did it work out? Oh, brilliantly. Yeah, yeah brilliantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tarn was a bit of a push. Like, oh, it was it was all a bit of a push. <laughs> but yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, this is the. It's 87 hours. You know, your first leg took 29 hours, and obviously you've done it sub 24. You, you know, you, you're there for a you're there for a long time, not a good time. Um, how were you feeling at the end of that first leg? Was it all like be like, yep, this is good as gold. I've got another, or you yeah, just like, what like, have I got myself into? Nah, the turnarounds I felt I felt really like elated, like really good. Um, so like did. Like did the main range. It was really great, Gene running in to see me on the marching because everyone that knows me on the SKs knows that I'm just over the marching bridge. <laughs> like, <laughs> massive. like I don't enjoy it. Um, so that was really nice to have someone to run that with. Um, and yeah, like got out there and and um, yeah, like Lucy and Kyle were there, and yeah, like felt good. 
got turned around, like had a good start. And then once again, like got to, yeah, got, got back to Patara at the end of the tarn. And yeah, like I was, we'd done it hard the last bit of, of the tarn because it got really hot. And like I'd like pretty much ran out of the water. Like by the time I got here, my heart was like really thirsty, really parched. But yeah, like felt felt really good. Got to turn around. I weren't weren't too tired. We've been managing like the the micro naps. And yeah, and so it how of, it was a bit of seeing people. How many nights had you been out by the time you got to that the second turnaround? Uh, two two nights. Yeah. So two so nights. how did you manage your sleep? Um, I mean, it's that that you know, it's it's sort of notorious for the SK uh, attempts. Yeah, but so, so was, what, what did you do? Uh, it was it was it was just five to ten minute naps. So I I had two on the main range. I was like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to get into a hole of like sleep deprivation like too early. So I was like, well, I'm gonna have micro naps like on the main range, just a couple, just to like boost me up a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, then, then on the tarn, it was, it was a bit more regular. Um, I can't remember how many I had, but it was a bit more regular. And then on the valleys, it got, you know, like <laughs> every heart and, and, and some in between. Yeah. It was, it was like a, like a five to 10 minute nap. Some of them on your feet, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'll be, I'll be walking along and Ali would be like, um, I've, think you're ready for a for a nap like you're falling asleep and I was like nah I'm, I'm, I'm fine and then like nah <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. the on the on the second leg were you were you on the tarn were you um just sleeping in the huts or were you, would you crash on the side of the trail or when I say trail I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that all in huts I think there might except for a couple like there was definitely one in between west and east peak just on the saddle there, um, but there might have been one or two more. Um, I'm not sure though. Yeah, but on the, on the third leg, you ended up having hallucinations. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're pretty constant once you're that far in. But some of them yeah. were pretty strong. Like, yeah, we're going along, and there was it was it was along the river, and we're like up up reasonably high and looking down, and like I could swear I could see like you know like a um like big main building with a whole lot of small buildings around it. I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's like a YMCA camp or something, you know, like where like you've got like your little like accommodation huts and then like your main activities like building and they're like, there's no buildings for three miles. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing here, man. <laughs> yeah. You're it's tripping like balls. It. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's amazing. I mean, the... I can't nap so I can sleep. I can't nap like an hour nap and I'm rubbish. I'm a write off, but I can micro nap. It's the, I think they're really useful, isn't it? That uh, there's such an underrated thing to do, like five minutes sleep, oh, 10 minutes yeah. sleep. And you can just. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't last forever, but yeah, no. it, just, it just keeps you going. Yeah. I had one on, on the puff, like on the puff of saddle. I just, I was, I was like dead on my feet. I, I think I had like 45 seconds or a minute. And it was just like just enough, just to, yes, <laughs> yeah. I can finish now. <laughs> Courtney Dewalter tells that story. Was it one of the first or the two hundred mile race that she 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 won, and she fell asleep, and they let her sleep for was it a minute 
or 30 seconds and she had a full cycle of REM sleep and woke up really angry at her crew because she's like, you've been asleep for four hours. And they're like, you've been asleep for literally a minute. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that story. (laughs) The brain's incredible. I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you take nourishment? You know, uh, Sir Dingle, he's taken um, three raw eggs and a can of spaghetti to start. What were you using to fuel yourself? Um, so I had like, like cheese slices with bacon, um, jet planes, Snickers bars, uh, yeah, just, just lots of food like that. Um, like I, I screwed up in that I'm like, got lots of the same, you know, I had sausages, like, but like they were a treat, but yeah, like by, like by the end of it, like I was sick of what I had, like I should have had a bit more variety, but, um, but yeah, had like um, Ali had had um, peanut butter and chip wraps. They were amazing. <laughs> One of them that was incredible. And then yeah, like I, like a, a couple of runners ran in um, from the end of the valleys. They brought in some stuff too, um, which was nice. They brought in like like some yeah peanut butter sandwiches and chips and, and the Alan, like a bottle of Allen P, um, some asparagus. <laughs> it was a bit random, but yeah, some camera. But yeah, had like a peanut butter and asparagus sandwich. Perfect! Oh my god, that's a good mix. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, and and are we talking? Are we talking the classic? Are we talking the classic like the uh, tinned asparagus? Or are we talking fresh? Ah, fresh. Oh, nice. There's a bit of bite to it with the yeah, yeah, put a yeah. bite to it. Yeah, nice one. Oh, crunch man. with the crunch. Crunch with the crunch. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Like it was like par cooked, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not I've savages, got, right? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> got a bit of class, mate. <laughs> and I mean, so you, you know, you're going well. Your nutrition's going well. Although, you know, I guess after 87 hours of constant same thing, anything gets a little bit boring. How is the body holding up? Pretty sore. <laughs> um, like I was, I was lucky in that most it, it um, held up okay. Got no really bad niggles that were going to like call a stop to it um my feet were trashed absolute trash and like whenever i'd nap my like my kneecaps would get super sore but that's like pretty standard um but yeah towards the end just every footfall like just the feet were so sore and like you you know like you when you do something long like your, your toes just get like absolutely hammered um, and so like everything you'd kick, like obscenities would just boom, <laughs> fly out of my mouth. It like so painful. But um, but yeah, like the, the last couple of chaos, it got to the point where I was like, I like, cause like we're just walking it in. I, I can't walk anymore. I can't, like, I, I, I can't take that long to finish it. So yeah, had, like had, had to have a little run at the end just to get it done. <laughs> It's a really good. I mean, we've got a friend. His name's Dave Jack, and and you know when he's having a bad day because he speeds up at the end. Like if he's really hurting, he gets yeah. faster at the end. And we're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I same thing as you. I like I done. just can't can't stand being out here anymore." You know, where does that come? I mean, I've seen you at Bigs. I saw you fall down a hill into the corral. <laughs> Right, your ITB had gone, and I saw. And this is it's not even a hill; it's a step, and you you, you <laughs> yeah, ate shit tiny. going down there. And then you, you were, I could hear you shouting before you came in and then you ran into the corral and Lucy handed you a pie and you just ran straight back out again and were roaring like a moose all through the bush. You could hear you. Yeah. I mean, 
where does that come from? Where does that sort of desire to keep going against seemingly pretty steep odds, where does that come from? Um, don't really know, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> just, I guess it's just just wanting to just just how how much further can you push it? Like, yeah, and it was it was it was different at bigs too because that was like a team fit. So like each lap you did wasn't just for you. It was like for the team. So mm. you kind of don't want to pull out like even more so. Mm. How did you? I mean, how did you get involved in that? How did they? How did you get the tap for bigs? Um, I'm pretty sure Adam King called me up actually. Yeah, like punking back. I think he like called me up and said I would be King. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Sounds like, like who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you're exactly. It's, so, but it's, on on your triple, when you finally, you know, you've you've got that trot on, and then you finally reach the car park. Was it relief? Was it elation? Oh, you know, what was God, going through? Yes. Like everything. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, because uh, like I'd I'd pretty much decided that like I'm either. I don't think I would actually start to it, but I was like, I'm either getting it done this time or I'm going to shelve it. Like, it's just too hard. <laughs> like, I, I can't go through this again. Um, I don't think I, I, I think I would have gone back and had enough crack. But anyway, yeah, like, it was just, it had been weighing on me so heavy, like the past few years. So I just want to, like, I want to do it. And for me, it was, I really wanted to be the first. <laughs> and I was just terrified that someone else was going to, like, get it done first. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, oh, it, it had to happen. It just had to. There can't be that many people lining up, surely. Um, There's probably I'd a few, like but there can't be that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think there'd be a few, and I'd like, yeah, because it'd be nice to see it, it, it happen again. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I really want to see someone go, like, like, see someone go sub-24, some some absolute beast just, like, knock, knock, knock them all out of the park. It'd be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be amazing. You, it's interesting, isn't it? It's that sense of... And that's the beauty of it, eh? The, I think about like Scott Jurek and um, Carl, Mel- Carl Meltzer um, yeah. and the Appalachian Trail, and they're both yeah. such tight, you know, like massive competitors, and they both went and just helped each other out, helped each other yeah. out, helped each other out, and celebrated each other when they broke their own records. It's just, it's, it's, I, I wonder what that's about in the trail running community, you know, like, is that, essence of competitiveness but also that essence of utter like joy if someone goes and you know yeah I, I, I think for that like, I think for the FKTs when it's something like that it's never about holding you just want to get it like like no one wants it forever like how, like, how boring is that yeah. <laughs> you know like you, like like we all want to see the like the human race to progress and to like get better and, and move forward like if, if if you're the 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 top of that forever, what's what's exciting about that? Yeah, like like you want to see it be broken. Yeah, like how much faster can we go? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It's pushing each other, and there's the joy in that yeah. as well, and yeah, supporting 100%. each other. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, um, definitely. But then when it comes to a race. Yeah. Then you're not helping. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Or do what um, Damien Hall and John Kelly did on the um, Pennine Way and started opposite ends. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, so, I mean, Chris Martin, the, you know, the keeper of, of records, he called your feet very, very close to the most audacious, amazing epic of endurance I've ever heard of. It's, <laughs> you know, when you read that, what did you, what did you, that's massive, massive praise. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty, um, it's, it's nice to hear. I like, like I'm sure there's, there's, there's plenty that's, that's bigger out there. Um, but, but yeah, it's 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 nice to have done something that that people can see like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's 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 so hard to describe to people, and um, mm. you know, because it is an unknown part. Of, you know, like it, unless you know, you you don't know. Um, you know how yeah, hard. Well, like it is. exactly like yeah, like like I went into it when I first did the main range, and I was just like, oh, what eighty k, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not a problem. Like they'll be well under twenty four hours. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and until you get there and, and and have a crack, yeah, it's just yeah, you just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's the thing, isn't it? When you see the the caliber of people who've done it, and and I think is it Sam McCutcheon and Apana hold the FKT for the tarn. I'm probably wrong, but they sure. they went very quick, and that was just on eighteen hours. Yeah. Again, I apologize if I'm wrong, but that's what sticks out of my mind. And you think about an athlete, you know, that's the fastest anyone's ever gone is 18 something hours. You go like, wow, that's. I think, I think 18 might be for the main range. Maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fucking. Yeah. See, like, yeah, like the weekend after I did the triple, like the valleys got done in like, I think it was like 11 hours or something. That was Daniel Jones. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah, well, but that doesn't. I mean, that's not human record, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he wasn't going back and doing the tarn and the main range. Yeah, but, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, for abs- sure, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, how's your body holding up now? I mean, is it? Have you done anything, or are you still just taking a nice long? Yeah, so sensible recovery. Yeah, like I. I had like a like about a week, like at least a week, I think, no running. And then last week, I went out for a few runs. But you're like a six k run would have me done for the day, and then had a couple of runs that were like over like ten k, and I was done for like two days. So yeah, I've I've, I've just been like right, no running, <laughs> just just no running for like a week or two, or three. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then slip back into it because yeah, like like day to day feel fine. But then go out and, and, and do a run or, or even a walk, like like Lucy and I will go for a walk and there'll be a whole lot of stairs or something. And I'll be like falling, but like normally I'll be like power ahead, but I'll be like, maybe we should have a sit down. <laughs> we should have a rest. Yeah, and is it is hot. it kind of is it sort of like that deep tiredness that you get, that sort of adrenal tiredness? Or yeah. is it sort of muscular or, or everything? Both, but probably more so like just that that deep just just you just don't have the energy for it yeah it's, yeah it's, you know um, yeah. yeah like i like i'm not one for like day naps and yeah like i, I think it was like the day after i did like a like 14k run and like i had a like i went to sleep like at like three o'clock and like slept for like two three hours i was, I was stuffed yeah yeah well you've taxed your body stuff. it's yeah yeah still pain you're still paying back that debt. <laughs> yeah. And and you're right. Abs- absolutely. You're still paying back that debt. That's just yeah. Yeah. it's it's an incredible what do you I mean, what are your folks? What are your friends? I mean, obviously your friends, lots of them are probably in the community. 
what yeah. do you or what do your workmates make of what you get up to on the weekends? Um, used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just used to it now. Yeah, I've been doing it a while, so yeah, just oh yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I get 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 yeah, yeah I get a lot of good comments. Um, yeah, couldn't drive that far without a rest, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've all heard those ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anytime, my favourite one is anytime that anything has remotely bad happened to you around running, say you've, I don't know, got hit by a falling tree or, you know, so anything like that, um, people say, I told you running is bad for you. you know, like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, Michael, you're... You've been in your camper van for, for how long? And do you want to tell us about life on the road and how you began and that sort of stuff? Yes, I've been in it since, what, February last year. Um, so, yeah, just like, yeah, had, had like a house fire and like had a job that I enjoyed, but I was, I was over and it was time to move on. And it all sort of like came together. Uh, it's like the same sort of time. And it was like, I might just um, try something different. <laughs> so, yeah, got a um, motorhome and, yeah, went and picked fruit and drove around and saw a hell of a lot more of the country than I've seen ever before in just a short amount of time. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was like I'm in Auckland at the moment, so I'll be here for a couple of years. Um, so, like, that's, that's that, that shelf for now. But, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty good year. Yeah. Pretty amazing year just, just yeah, like doing – Low stress work, picking like like seasonal work, picking apples and kiwi fruit and citrus and whatnot, and the rest of the time just adventuring. <laughs> Brilliant. Just 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 driving around, finding a mountain to run up, doing that. Yeah. Doing that for a few months, and then go pick some more fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Adventure a bit more. So your house, I mean, and this is the thing. So your house burnt down. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to th- I mean. I guess you would never know if your house hadn't burnt down. Would you be doing what you're doing? No, 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 definitely not. No. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. I'd, I'd still be doing the, the, the adventures, but not, yeah. not the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Those kind of those those moments in our life where you've sort of you've got. I guess you've got a number of choices in that time, right? You like yeah. build back bigger have a bit of a obviously a bit of grief because a house isn't just you know four walls and a roof or yeah get a motor get a motor home and go back and get a mugst it yeah get <laughs> mugst it have an amazing yeah. time yeah well I'd, I'd spent like I'd, I'd spent the last four years like renovating it so yeah the thought of like like rebuilding things it's like oh like <laughs> like all that work gone up and nah I just, I just couldn't face it so yeah something completely different was needed yeah. Yeah. And uh, so definitely got that. So have you literally gone around the country or like Um a, a lot of it. I like I still haven't been north of Auckland. Um so still gotta go up, up far north. But um and haven't really done the west coast of the North Island either. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So, so still plenty to see. St- us. Pretty much everywhere I've been, like I've left a bit of adventure there. So, yeah. <laughs> how was it? Needs to be revisited. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. How was it motorhoming in a pandemic? Um, pretty good. Like I was, I was fortunate in that 
during the last lockdown, I was actually in Christchurch. So, like, I've still got a section there. So, like, I was just parked up there. So, right. that was fine. But um, the rest of the time, it's just life is normal. How yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like, so I guess it's that. Sorry. No, go, Eugene. I was going to say, what is what is 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 every day different, or you know, was what's do you have a routine, or what do you do when you're living in a motorhome? Um, well, when you're picking fruit, you got the routine. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the only the only other thing that would really make every day the same was that you wake up and go, "Floss, pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that, yeah, like like the days are as are as the same as you want them to be. Yeah. Uh, just, just, just look at the map. Where's the adventure? Where's somewhere to park up, and try to make the two match up. And sweet, that's where we're going. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, picking fruit that would keep you in pretty fine fettle as well. I understand that's quite a can be quite an arduous. I mean, it's low low stress in the sense that you know, it's it's not a corporate job, but it, it keeps you. It's it's hard work for the money, right? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like so, it's you, you. You can either like cruise and get get a low wage, or you can bust your gut and and get really good money. Right. Um, so it's amazing how much you can earn. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty taxing on the body, but um, in a in a definitely a good way. Yeah. I bet they never saw you coming, eh? Like, <laughs> this is pretty hard physically. Oh, is it? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good because like most. Most orchards, like you, like you find out what their like record bin rate is or something is like right <laughs> target <laughs> target <laughs> breaking FKTs along the that's right <laughs> length of orchards all over the country. I'll have your photo up before too long. I mean, <laughs> and you know, you said you're going to stick around Auckland for a couple of years. What does the what's the future hold? Um. I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, like just 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 living life and see what's yeah yeah see what it brings. Yeah. 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 But no plan, plan. <sighs> it's a great plan. What about race yeah. wise? Have you got any any particular races lined up or 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 um, FKTs or anything that you want to yeah, say? I'd, um, I'd I'd like to have another crack at ribbon this year. Well, next year. Um, and it rolls around. Um, I'd say I'll probably I'll probably be back at Crazy Capers if it works out. Um, oh, and I'm si- I like I'm signing up for for backyard in April. Couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a couple yeah. of weeks away. Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no See plan, plan. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. Well, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? There's still that. We're still in that we're still in that place with races, and although you know, I'm hopeful that we're kind of Auckland at least is getting over the peak of what we've been through, and yeah. we'll go down the other side and into kind of normal. And I say that in air quotes, um, at least That's normal for the last two years. Life, it's still that sense of you know relative global uncertainty around if races are going to take place or not. Hey, mm, I. I'd say from from now on, most races will. Like surely, like like you yeah, as, as as you said, like we're 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 hitting that peak. We're down the other side. Um hopefully we'll see orange and then like, we'll be away. We're away laughing. Yeah. It's it's so funny like and I know Sean, because we've had these discussions, you know, um 
just the nature of racing though people signing up on the day like on if you can enter on the day like i mean were you there last you were there last relapse uh, uh last uh reverend hey you didn't out on the day entries yeah like it was just people literally woke up looked out the window went is covid here no nope, cool okay i'm gonna go race like and we were fretting that we just hadn't sold however much we'd sold in the years previously and on the day entries we didn't think we were going to be able to start the races on time because they were just queues you know wow. yeah people are just i guess it's that change isn't it that no plan plan <laughs> yeah just um yeah like i guess that format just makes it very hard for like race directors to plan ahead <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah I've we need it. a plan <laughs> yeah it <laughs> doesn't work so well for the race directors. No, no. We want some sort of idea about how many people are going to turn up. Yeah, that'd be handy. If you could give me a piece of advice, if I said to you, hey, man, like I want to do something like this, um, in terms of like an SK or something big, what would your number one piece of sort of, maybe advice is the wrong word, what would your number one piece of wisdom be? Just find something that you really want to do. <laughs> Like, that's just number one. Uh, you, you, you've got to want it. You've got to really want it. Um, and, and then you can just go out and, yeah, smash it. And but I'm the last person to come to the advice for. <laughs> Although I was... Yeah, I was... I'm, I'm, I'm not the most prepared person when it comes to, like, adventures and that. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. So you're talking to two people. One of these people that you're talking to is a spreadsheet guy. Yeah. One of these people is like a post-it note guy, like I've written, or a back of an envelope guy. Yeah. Where do you fall on that spectrum? I'll be heavily towards the um, back of the envelope. If I, <laughs> <about> the <envelope. laughs> Fantastic. So I've got yeah. I've got post notes as well. Yeah, I know. But yeah. You'll put them into your spreadsheet <laughs> after. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Although I was I was talking um, to Ali. Um, after her weekend adventures when there was, you know, a rescue, not of her, but that they, they were involved in getting some people off the mountain and so on. But she was saying how how you had approached things cleverly in that sense of making sure that you, you're you prepared, knowing what the weather is, you know, and, and knowing when to ask for help and doing those sorts of things. So you still have to do those sorts of things well to take yeah. on an adventure like this, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to... Um... I mean, I, I have been known in the past to go in without um, all the right gear and that. I've, I've learned a few lessons, definitely a few times. <laughs> um, but yeah, like yeah, definitely this time had like I was, I was very aware of how how treacherous it was going to be, um, especially late in the game. So, yeah. So yeah, have, have the gear, be ready, um, have have options more gear that you can take in um, at the turnaround and yeah having those right people in place um, that you know that that, that um, one they're not going to push you to do anything that you shouldn't do and also um, yeah like like you feel comfortable with whose idea was the fireball at the end oh uh, yeah I, I got that um, like, <laughs> before, <no. laughs> so, uh, fireball would be good you must have been delirious. It's quite whiskey, but it's got like... A oh, I know what Fireball is, dude. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just good. It's, it's just, yeah, like, I thought, ah, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll just re, like, like re-energise me. Yeah, it, it, it definitely. It, it's the equivalent of pulling the plug out and putting it back in, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, exactly. 
It's a cure. Crash like like pretty soon after. <laughs> How was that first sleep? Did you like um? Oh my goodness! You know Ryan talks about waking up, and admittedly he biked there, did the did the did the main range, and then he, what did he say? I felt I woke up. I felt like I'd come to in the middle of an autopsy. How was your first sleep? <laughs> Um, it was a lot better than I was expecting. Like sometimes I sleep terribly after a mile or something, you know, after anything that's long. But it was, yeah, surprisingly good. Like I think I was like a bit like twitchy and bad and like, def- like definitely woke up a few times, but yeah, not bad. The second the second sleep's always better though. Second sleep's always way better. Um, but to be honest, like from, from like late Friday, well, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, when I when I fell asleep till about three days later, was kind of like one continuous <laughs> broken sleep. <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was, sleep yeah, eight, a sleep lot eight. Of naps. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, yeah, so much sleeping, or, or like just dozing, dozing, and then oh, eat some more. <laughs> yeah. Lucy doing the driving. That's fantastic. Hey, look. <laughs> Michael, it's been so good talking to you. Thank you so much. And it's just, you know, it, it's really the, the word inspiration chucked around so much, but it's really inspiring, like talking to someone who is just like, I know why I want to do this, set out to achieve their goal. But look, we're going to ask you the same question we ask everyone who comes on Dirt Church Radio, and that's Michael Stewart. What's been your greatest run ever? Oh, it had to be the trip. <laughs> like, like it's, it's the worst, <laughs> the worst and the greatest because it's, yeah, I was just... So good to get done. Yeah. Yeah. It was, no, it's it definitely um, will go down in my memory bank. It's, <laughs> yeah. And the, it's, yeah. It's Four a pretty amazing one. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat it. No, no, you can't. And I, and I, well, I, I, I bet you. I bloody look. hope I never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. You might, or you no, might be rooting for someone else to break it, like you said, but man, oh, that's. Definitely. That's incredible. And thank you so much for coming on. It was really, yeah, it's just amazing um, how relaxed you seem about the whole thing. So thank you very much. And I hope that, you know, the next, I hope to see, oh, hopefully I'll see you at relapse. And uh, uh, hopefully, you know, the next year or so is a really nice no plan plan for you. Thanks, Michael. I mean, this is the thing, right? What people didn't know about the adversity around, you know, losing his house, the fact that he was, you know, he's been to relapse, he uh, and he was at bigs, the virtual bigs, all that sort of stuff. This man is just mm. phenomenal. And what a machine. 80, yeah, 87 hours. What, what, what yeah. a machine. What Thank a you machine. very much, Michael. And, yeah, you know, we just wish the best for you in the future. That was fantastic. And thank you very much for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio and you can email us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, like and subscribe if you fancy, and you can download direct from the website, dirtchurchradio.com. Don't forget to send in your greatest run ever. We love hearing hearing them and you can read them on the website and people love doing that and hearing them as well. So do it. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Running, Further Faster, Cielli. Thank you to our Patreon patrons and Wild Things. New code. Thanks to our editor. New code DCR2022. You heard it. 
thanks to it's Kieran. Stay tuned next week. We've got another great show lined up. Matewa. Thanks, Rigby. <laughs> <laughs>